All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? All right, come on. We can get more excited than that. Can we get a little bit excited this morning? Look, I want you all to stand to your feet. Today is a special day. Uh, if you came out for your first time today, it's a wonderful day to be here. This is our student, student Sunday. So uh, we wait for several months until we can do this. Uh, we get an opportunity for our students to lead everything today. Our students are going to lead us in worship. Uh, they're going to lead us in the word. They're going to serve all through the church. What an awesome opportunity. So I thank you all for coming out. Man, we just want to Look, I, I'm just excited because I've been watching uh, what Kevin and Crystal have been doing. Can we give it up for Kevin and Crystal? Come on, our student pastors. We love you guys. We thank you uh, for your vision of doing this. And Ryan, thank you so much with your, you and Allison, everybody helping out and getting everything going. Thank but you, man, Sandra. this is, look, there is no lowered expectation today. Do you understand? Like, we don't lower our expectation because we don't, because the students are leading. In fact, I raise my expectation Woo! in the house. I expect to see something different when our students leave, lead. I expect to see something different with this generation. Okay, so it, and, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open us in prayer. We'll get started in worship, guys. Come on, let's just worship the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We love you. We love you. We lift you up this morning, Father. We ask you to fill this place. Come on, saturate this house, Father. Come on, touch everybody in here. Come on, touch these students this morning, Father. Fill them up right now. Father, we love you, we love you, we love you, and we thank you, and we worship you this morning. Come on, we all said in a mighty praise, we love you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on, let's worship. Most worthy 
No!
Can he? 
know what the kingdom of God is. Sometimes that sounds like church lingo, what the kingdom of God is. I know Miss Dana's gonna like this because she's a math teacher. The kingdom of God equals the culture of heaven. The kingdom of God is the culture of heaven. That's why there can't be no sickness in the culture of heaven. That's why he said the kingdom of God is here, now be healed. The kingdom of God is here, now demons have to flee. Because where the culture of heaven is, there is no sickness, there is no evil spirits. There is no fear and anxiety that has to go when the kingdom of God is here. You, you bring the kingdom of God. It is our job to continue to carry the kingdom of God. Just as they carried the ark of Moses, we have to carry the kingdom of God. Where we go, wherever we go, the culture of heaven should follow. If you walk into the dark, there should be now light because the kingdom of God has entered the building. The kingdom of God is not in these walls. The kingdom of God is in you. It is in you and it is in me. We carry the culture of heaven. We carry healing. We carry joy, mercy. There's nothing better than to be singing scripture. Let me tell you, there's nothing better than to be singing and worshiping to the scriptures. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and everything else will come. You need a new job. You need finances. You need help in your marriage. You need help with your kids. Seek the kingdom of God first. Seek him with all of your heart and he will be found and he will give you. You may not have everything you want, but you will have what you need. Yes. Father, we thank you. God, we love you. We thank you that the kingdom of God is here. It is right now. It is for this generation. It is for right now in this moment, God. It is for everybody in this place. It is for every person in those restaurants right now, God. The kingdom is here. And it is now. God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would fill us with your kingdom, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you would fill us with every fruit of the Spirit, God. That you would fill us up with joy, that you would fill us up with power in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's worship.
thank you that no matter how far we're gone, you open the door. Come on. It keeps taking me back to the prodigal son. And he leaves and he does his own thing. And the whole time he thinks he's gone and his dad, when his dad already gave him, he already blessed him his inheritance. So he thought, I'm done. That's it. I burned it. I used it all up. And his dad said, just come home because I want to wrap you in a robe and give you a ring and remind you who you are. Mm, knock on the door. Ah, you're never too far gone for him. <laughs> Come on, he loves us. He loves us. Father, we love you. We love you back this morning, Lord. We love you too. We love you too. We love you too. Mm. Father, have your way. Have your way in everything we do. Have your way in everything we do. Father, let your kingdom come first. Father, let us seek you first and your kingdom first. Let us lock eyes with you. Let us gaze on your eyes, Father. Woo. Oh, Father, we love you. Mm. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this city. Have your way in the lives of all these students up here, Father. Continue to do what only you can do. Continue to move in them. Continue to, to just build them up, Father, and love on them and saturate them with your love, Father. Let everywhere they go, everything they do, Father, let your love drip off them on everywhere they go, on every person they run into. <laughs> oh, man. So, Father, right now we declare darkness must flee. People must be healed. People must be set free. We declare freedom in this house. Mm. Come on, we bind up whatever the enemy is trying to do, and we lose your love, and we lose your patience, and your peace, and your, and your love, and your courage, Father. Come on, strengthen us this morning. Strengthen us with your love. Come on, Father. Ah, we love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you for this. And we just lift you up this morning. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on. Everybody get loud. Tell them how much you love them. Come on. Yeah. Man, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's not enough. Come on, come on. Let's lift up and shout. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah! Woo! Come on. Oh, man, oh, man. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What do y'all think about our students, huh? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Look, they're not just up here either, man. They're running the cameras. They're running sound. They're running production. They're online. They're all over the place, y'all. Man, we're so proud, so thankful. We love you guys. Amen. Thank you for what you put into this. Come on. Man, it doesn't stop there. It's just getting started, right? <laughs> it's just getting started. So guess what? We want to we wanna pray over our kids this morning as we release them uh, to go into children's ministry. So come on, we're just going to pray over our kids. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for these children. We thank you, Lord, that you love these kids, Father. We thank you for their faith in you. We thank you for their childlike faith. So, Father, this morning, fill them up. Father, give them knowledge and wisdom this morning. Father, bless the teachers. Bless the pastors. Touch everyone in our children's ministries, all the volunteers. Lord, touch them and bless them, Father. Give them just 
courage to stand up and tell these kids how loved they are. We love you, Father, and we thank you. And we thank you. Man, we want to receive offering. Did you have somebody do that? Yeah, and any new newcomers, all the kids will go out that door. If you're, it's your first time here and you're like, oh, we got to surrender our kids. Um, <laughs> you don't have to, but they can. We do have a children's ministry. They can go out that door. Um, man, we want to receive offering right now. We got uh, these kiddos up here. So what a good time to worship a king. And, and that's just to, uh, to worship. Um, man, we're going to worship with our finances this morning. And once again, man, we just give with a cheerful heart here. That's, that's, that's what we're called to do, give with a cheerful heart. So we love the Lord. We love what he's done for us, and we want to continue to pour into the ministry that, uh, that God wants us to pour into. This is his vision and what he wants. So uh, we do that because all of you get to do what you do. So we get to give. We get to be part of this. But like I said before, and if you hadn't heard it before, if you're not cheerful about it, go give somewhere else. <laughs> we want cheerful givers in the house, cheerful givers, which means we're going to be happy to give. And if not, you'll find some place to give. <laughs> I get in trouble when I say that a lot. But it's true, man. I want there to be a blessing on what's given. We want to. We want that to be a blessing, and we want to be able. We know God will multiply that. We know God can do what He wants to do with it. But man, we should want. I to tell you, man. After, I just want to give. I don't know. Everything God's brought me through, everything He's taken me out of, I just want to give. I want to give back so we can change lives. So, so Father, we're going to lift up the offering to you. Bless the offering. Bless those that give, Father. We know you're going to use this in a mighty, mighty way. So we love you and we thank you. We thank you for everyone this morning, Father. We just lift you up in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, guys. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Take a break. Say hi to somebody you hadn't seen. Give somebody a handshake. Get some coffee. We'll be back.
So good to have everybody. You guys excited this morning? Come on. Half the people, not even a half. That was like a third of the people are excited. You guys excited this morning? Come on. What's God doing? So good. Welcome. Look, if you came and it's your first Sunday, welcome to a treat. It is Student Sunday, y'all. Come on. We, we look forward to this. Students are leading everything, doing everything. Um, this is huge. And uh, I'll get into that uh, probably towards the end of the service. I want to talk a little more about that. But welcome uh, to, to the gathering place. We love you guys. Um, I am DJ. Uh, the pastor is my beautiful wife, Julie. Come on. I love my wife. She's awesome. Where's Kevin at? Kevin, get in here. Crystal, get in, get up here. <laughs> Look, guys, uh, Kevin and Crystal here, we love these guys so much. This is a... Uh, Look, at, this was their vision to start this, what, a couple of years ago? I don't know how long we've been doing it. And, and I love their hearts for our kids. I love what they're doing in this generation. We are equipping, and that's what we're called to do. So I just absolutely love them. So I just want to give them a round of applause. Can we just love on them some more this morning? I, I love, and I know it takes a team. I know it takes a family. And I know we have people everywhere, training everywhere. But the vision of these two and, and how much they love your kids are just absolutely amazing. So if you have teens that aren't involved, get them involved because lives are changing. This is, this is not something that is just show up on Wednesday so we can high five. Like these guys are changing lives. This generation is changing things and I can see God doing a big thing. So I love you guys so much. And we just, that's all I wanted to say this morning, man. I love you, brother. So thank you, Crystal. <laughs> You got fired yesterday, Kevin. You good? You rehired? <laughs> Kevin says he gets fired every day. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So come on. If, um, do me a favor. If you're a guest here, uh, please fill out our Connect card. Uh, you can get a hard copy of that and fill that out and turn it in, or you can actually scan a Connect card up on the screen. Uh, it should be up on the screen. Is there a Connect card on the screen? It's the only adult working in the back. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, everybody, connect card. Can we get a connect card up there? There it is. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, we got one adult working in the back, and there you go. <laughs> she's got people in all her ears. It's awesome. But come on, you can scan that. Fill out a connect card. Let us know you were here. Fill out the hard copy. We'd love to reach out to you. Uh, we'd love to just talk with you, share vision, share what we're about, pray for you. That's the whole point of that. So uh, please take some time, fill that out. Let us know you came by. If you want more information about us, you can download our app. You can get our app and download that, or you can actually uh, go to our website and check that out. All that information is out there. That app's great because if you download the app, then you'll keep up to date. You'll get push notifications that tell you when things change, times change. Uh, if anything special comes up and we're trying to get it out to everybody, it'll push through the app. So it also has, that's where you access easily everything from sermons to whatever you want to know about who we are. So we do have uh, kingdom classes every week. I'm excited about these. These are awesome. These are opportunities for us uh, to pour in even deeper than what we do at 10 o'clock. So at nine o'clock every single Sunday, we talk about things that are just different. So here we have... Uh, Things that I would not always talk about up here unless the Holy Ghost says talk about it. But here's the thing. It's really, really good stuff. So uh, starting off in November next week, we got Love and Marriage Continued with Jim and Karen Ward. Come on. Excited about that. 
We got nutrition and fitness with James Gaiman, which is going to be really good. He's taught that before. He's a personal trainer. If you want to know how to get prepared, how to keep your, the temple like in the right shape and how to, how to prepare your mind, that's the way to do it. We have receiving your prayer language and helping others too. That's with Jeff Bush. So that's an awesome one. And Pam, Pam too. Pam's not up there, but Tam, Pam's the knowledge and the wisdom and the... <laughs> She's the one that puts it all together. Jeff gets the idea and Pam's like, let's go with it. So that'd be really good. If you're interested in that, that's something that a lot of people talk about, want to know about, show up at nine o'clock for that. And then guess what? If you're new to reading the Bible, so come on, I'm putting on my own little class on how to read the Bible. I want to talk to you about the, how you can read that, how you can, how you can gain the most from that. So if you, want to, if you want more information about that, that'll be on the 26th. So once again, these are just things that... Uh, Hopefully, you know, usually I do talk about most of these things up here, but it's really good when we have so many teachers in our family that can actually teach. This is an opportunity for them to use their gift and to get out there and teach. Uh, so it's really good. We have our small groups that are ongoing. So if you want to be part of this even more than on a Sunday, then this is every, almost every day of the week you can find something happening and they're all up there. You can get those online. If you actually click online and sign up for it, they'll email you, text you, let you know what's going on, let you know when they're meeting. But there it is, like every, there's all kinds of stuff up there. So uh, if you're interested in just staying connected, look, you can't do life alone. You have to do life with other people. And, if, and, and we've got to have the same vision and, and it is just good to come in and just love on everybody all the time. That's what it is. Um, and then I want to mention this. This is a big one. Uh, this doesn't have a slide, so you're good. Um, on Thursdays, what we're doing is we have a cleanup crew on Thursdays. So Kevin uh, has a group of people that show up on Thursday to clean the church and take care of the church. And look, it's ours. We got to take care of it. So if that's ever on your heart, you have some time on Thursdays, get with Kevin because we're always looking for people to help uh, minimize that load. We got to clean bathrooms and vacuum and shampoo and do all the things uh, we have to to maintain the church. And Kevin would love your help with that. So reach out to Kev. Uh, they got a great team of people that already come out and do it, but it'd be nice to have more so when people go on on vacation and do things, then we're covered all the time and we get to take care of and steward what God's given us. And that's really, really important. Um, we also have an event coming up this week, uh, this, this coming weekend, this coming Saturday. Uh, it's going to be the River Region Pregnancy Center Walk for Life. So right here is everything about this. This is huge. If you don't know about what River Region Pregnancy Center does, they actually, there's a couple organizations that do this, but these are for the River Region. Okay. And what, what it is, is they help uh, parents, they help single moms, they help parents that are probably not sure that they want to keep a baby. So they give them free ultrasounds and they give them information and they give them counseling and we give them supplies and resources and, and we pray with them. And, and here it is, it's all about keeping your baby. So we actually have a mentoring program for young dads where guys can come along and say, this is what it's like to be a dad and this is why it's so important. So really it's, a, it's an opportunity. They're located in Prattville, but it covers all of River Region. So if you know of somebody that... that that needs help in this, they'll take everybody. They've got a resource center with even clothes and diapers and all that stuff too. It's a great thing to do. So what they do is once a year, they have a walk for life. So if you scan that team right there, join our team, you will join the gathering place team to be a walk. You can join to be a walker. It's gonna be Saturday. Um, it starts at five, walk starts at 5.30. We're gonna have our bread of life uh, concession stand down there. We're gonna be feeding everybody and then we're gonna actually go and walk. So what people can do is they can donate to that. They're trying to raise money to actually, you know, continue to pour into this and make sure that everybody that needs it has what they need. Okay, so it's a good opportunity to raise funds for this organization. We give to them every month, but now we have a chance to, to do even more. So if you scan that, I put one on my website. I know my wife did. It says, hey, 
you know, sign up. And then you, it just goes out to all your friends and people can give and, and we can make one big, it all goes under the gathering place and it all goes into them and we get to honor them and love on them. And what a great organization to be part of. Uh, we've poured into them for years and years and years and lives are being changed. So love it. Um, that's a little bit about that. All right, and then uh, I want to thank everybody. We did our food drop this last Thursday. It was absolutely awesome. It's always good to see our family out there. We're praying on people, loving on people. And we got some, some people we met down there that come out. It's absolutely awesome that we get to spend time with this community and love on people. Um, it's just really fun. Uh, it's exciting that, that lives are being changed, and that's what we do. So when that comes about, every Thursday they meet. Um, Mike, they give away food every Thursday. So if you want to get involved in that, then talk with Mike. Wave your hand, Mike. <laughs> He's on the board out there for us and represents us. And uh, it's really good. God's doing some amazing stuff. I won't share yet, but God's doing some amazing stuff. When Mike tells me I can share, I'll share. <laughs> so we're, we're a huge part of that. Absolutely love it. So anyway, I want to pray over service and then I'm going to invite up a young man. So Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you that we get to do this. I thank you, Lord, that, that, that man, you are just just saturating this house, Father, and that lives are being changed. So, Father, we submit to you. Have your way in everything we do. Speak to us this morning. Speak to Robert this morning. Fill him up, Father, as he's up here. Continue to move in his life, Father. We thank you for him. I thank you for his obedience. And, Father, we surrender him to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, like I said, we are on Student Sunday. It's really neat. We always have an opportunity to uh, pour into our students and equip our students and give them opportunities to share. So a lot of our students have shared already, which is awesome. Um, but this, this is a special one because God gave Kevin the same name he gave me and we were talking about it, praying, and, and this kid's name came up and we're like, well, God must obviously want him to share something. Uh, and he accepted it really well when we talked to him and, he, and we've got to work with him and even spent a whole day yesterday out at the house. He came out and became a, became a stinnard, as we call it. Everybody, they don't know how to say our last name. They call us stinnards, but it's okay. Um, we, we brought him out to the house and loved on him all day and got to spend time with him. And he does good. So I want to welcome up here to share a message with you this morning, Robert Davis. Come on, brother. Come on up. I love you, man. There's your mic. Robert, you good? You good? You good? You good? Okay. I'm good. Oh, am I on or off? Keep me on. There you go, just in case. <laughs> Look, I ain't gonna lie. Me and Robert go back a long ways. <laughs> Couple holes in this place. We've, oh, yeah. we, we, I put them up on some walls before. Yeah. There's a lot of love right here with this young man. So, anyway. Oh, by the way, if you don't like him, his mom is the one. She's the children's pastor. <laughs> There you go. The heat's on. All right. My name's Robert Davis, and my mom's the children's pastor, Dana Davis. So thank you for letting y'all, thank you, thank y'all for letting me speak today, and I'm going to bring a word. I got, um, I got five different topics I'm going to talk about today, and the first one is called Seek God, Not Sin. And, um, I wrote some a little thing about it, and then I'll go to the Bible verse I have on it. And what I wrote is, 
God is the life giver. We will find life in no other, but as sinful creatures, our hearts are naturally prone to wander from our creator. Our souls were made to pursue God, know God, and walk with God, nothing else. It's only as we pursue him that we live. In the book of Amos, God tries over and over again to get the attention of his people. He allows them to experience famine, drought, and pestilence. And yet, as God says in Amos 4.11, you have not returned to me. But Amos 5.4 reminds us, where life is found, God says, seek me that you may live. These words should get our attention. We will only find life in seeking him. And then I'll be going to Jeremiah 29.13-14. Jeremiah 29, 13 to 14 says, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of nations where I send you and will bring you home again to your own land. So, like, what I mean when I say, like, seek God, not sin, like, the world, we can get so caught up in, like, worldly sin and, like, so caught up in other things instead of focusing on the one true thing we need to be focusing on and that's seeking the Lord and that's what I really have for the first one so (laughs) so for the second one I'll be talking about about loving God not the world so like And I wrote for this one, what is the object of your affections, power, recognition, and hobbies? So I have have two examples. The first one says, not too long ago, I visited an unbelievable house, and as I walked around it for just a moment, my thought was, I could have had a house like this. Keyword, I could. But then I was reminded that a house is not what life is all about. The world is seeking to seduce us into a love affair, but we must love God and be preoccupied with pleasing him alone. And I, for this one, the verse I'll be talking about is um, 1 John two fifteen to 17. One John two fifteen to seventeen says, "Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever."
The third thing I'll be talking about is believing God, not the deceiver. And as be- I, I wrote this, as believers, sometimes we don't want to believe the truth. When life and scripture collide, which one do you believe and trust? The deceiver wants us to believe the lie. Will you believe God? The scriptures tell us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But our nature is to move toward unbelief. Never forget that your adversary is the father of lies. He wants to destroy you. So he works to make us doubt the promises and accuse the brethren. (laughs) For this one, um, I'll be in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Matthew 4, 11 says, this is the temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you were the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then Jesus took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you were the Son of God, jump off, for the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. This is my favorite one right here. (laughs) Obey God, not your appetites. I'll be talking in Genesis 25, 27 to 34, Jacob and Esau. The boys grew up and Esau became oh hold up, wrong thing. <laughs> this is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethel and Aramine from Paddan Aram, and sister of Laban the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebekah, became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her room in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment, so they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for 
Wild Game loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from open from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob and Esau ate some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. So obey God, not your appetite. So Esau was so hungry that he sold all of his birthright to Jacob. But sometimes we are so hungry, but like sometimes God it's not God doesn't always expect you to be fed when you want to be fed. We want to be so quick to we think it's on our time, but it's not on our time, it's when he wants us to be fed. And then the fifth and final one I have is called serve God not self. And Phil, I'll be talking in Philippians 2 3 through 8. Philippians 2, 3 through 8 says, do nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equal, equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So as an example, me and Pastor Didi was talking about this yesterday. He was saying, like, are you doing something to do it just because? Or are you doing something so other people can see you do it? And as an example, I was telling him, so he was asking me if I had an example about this. I was telling him, I, yeah, so like, um, yeah. So if you're at the, I would say I'm, I'm at the YMCA, and then like I'm just shooting by myself, not trying to do anything, just playing by myself. And then I see people walking in. I'm in there by myself. And then I'll be shooting and stuff. And then I'll purposely wait for them to get in there just so they can see me doing this and, like, doing all that. Instead of just continuing what I was doing before, I'm trying to impress them and not be myself. But that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be ourselves and what he called us to be. And that's what... I was going to talk about today, and so what I went over is how to be a better Christian and live a better Christian life and live like Jesus. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's give it up for Robert. Man, there is so much to tag on to that. That's good stuff right there. Look, if y'all don't think that's hard, come talk to them. I don't know if y'all want to come up and speak to the congregation and everybody watching online that goes on there and never goes away. 
See, what's awesome about these, these students is that they don't even care about that. Like, like they're, they're so equipped and they're so ready to get out there and just do what God wants them to do. None of this bothers them. Like, they, like there's some people who won't even get up on stage and sing in front of people. Man, but this is so big. It's so big what we're doing. It's so different what we're doing. You know, Robert, I just, I just love what you're talking about, man. Something was hit me when you were talking about Esau and them. Uh, it just reminded me as we're sitting here today that, that the older would serve the younger. How awesome is that, that we're in a church where we get to serve the younger generation? Come on. Like that our younger generation can grow up and, and actually run this whole thing. Like, you, don't, you understand that, that we don't need to be here. They're so well-trained. So, they already know what's going on. Their hearts are so filled up with him that they can come in here and do this without us here. I truly believe that. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, and so they will always have an opportunity uh, in this house to actually get and do uh, what God wants them to do. And I think that's what makes this place different. That's what makes this family different is that, that we're just not teaching the kids the Bible. We're equipping them to go out and, and bring the kingdom and to do and to change the atmosphere. And to change. This is huge. So, uh, man, I, after you shared all those scripture, Robert. I really wanted to go into those scriptures, but I'm not gonna. Those are good. I want them to, to, to focus on that. I just want to share something real quick because if you didn't know this, I want to share once again who we are, what we do, and why we do it because this is important. All right. So I'm just gonna read through. This is this is on our website. You can find it anywhere. This is not new stuff. But everything we do ties into this. Every, why we do what we do ties into this. It says the gathering place is a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed. Where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace. Where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do. And where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. And our vision is to see sons and daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere we go ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to darkness. That's our vision. So what you're seeing here is just another play off the vision that God gave us. He says, it's not just knowing who you are. Like the very first part is, you're gonna know who you are here. You need to understand you are beloved. He loves you that much. You are a son, you are a daughter. You're gonna know that. But there's a difference between knowing it and walking in it. And what you get to see is a generation walking in it, a generation that's going to change the world because they're filled up with the love of a family and a house that gave them the opportunity to come in and do what God asked them to do. And they don't have to wait till they're 30 years old to do it, right? They don't have to fall in line with what, what a church rule says is you're not old enough to, to share what God put on your heart. Every one of these kids can do this. We've had nine-year-olds up here. I'm telling you, it's, it's huge to understand when God wants you to do something, it's not about us. He says, look, I'm gonna show you something, but it's about the next generation. Like, because we're all, look, we, we're gonna get old. I mean, I'm not old yet, but we're gonna get old. Like one day we're gonna get old, right? But, but this, is, this is next. This is next. This is a legacy. This is a seed. This is what's gonna grow. Fruit, right? Good fruit comes from a good seed, so I believe we have planted good seed in our teens. And I'm telling you once again, if you have teenagers that aren't involved in what's going on, they're missing out. They're missing out on an opportunity to let God pour into them, let leaders pour into them, let a church family pour into them and, and allow them to grow and allow them to mature and allow them to do what God wants them to do. That's huge. That is huge because a lot of people won't do that. Man, that's good. Whew. I want to share a scripture with that just because I like it. And then we're going to close out. Everybody's like, student Sunday. We should have student Sunday every Sunday. 
Everyone's like, what? Close out? You don't close out. They're like, preach, 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 teach it, teach it. Come on. Oh my gosh, so good. Surprised everybody, even myself. I don't know, I better check that word. Let me pray about that. Oh man. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. I don't even know if they have it back there, but they might have it. So, so God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted. If you plant the corrupted, the corrupted seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap beautiful fruits that, will grow, that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Come on, guys. This is what it's all about. It's planting a good seed and expecting a good harvest. This is huge. This is, is so big in what we do. That's why it's so important when we're out in the community, whenever we leave these walls, which we're not supposed to be inside these walls, this is kingdom. So if we say that we are kingdom love, that means we're outside of these walls, right? We get to go outside of these walls and love on people. Everywhere we go is a seed. Everything we do plants a seed. Right? So every person that sees us, they should go, man, what is up with these people? Right? It should be something where they go, man, there's just something different about you, Brother Greg. I don't understand it. And then our job is to just sow that seed. And sometimes it's just through our actions. It's, it's, it's living out the character of Jesus in the flesh. That's what we get to do. We're not him, but man, we can try as hard as we can to walk like him, talk like him, and be like him. And if we do that, those are good seeds. What you see here in these kids, these teens are good seeds. And man, this, this is not, like none of this happened overnight. These have been poured into and watered and, and loved on and caressed and just, man, they're teenagers, Right? <laughs> They're teenagers. We understand teenagers. It's the reason why I'm not in student ministry anymore. <laughs> right? They're teenagers. But man, they're so good. Like, like you don't understand. I, I learned this a long time ago when I used to coach. And I used to coach little kids. I used to coach big kids. Anywhere from, from, from little league stuff to from three to five-year-olds all the way up to high school kids. And what I've learned is that kids will learn what you teach them. Do not ever put a restriction on what you teach your kids because you don't think they can get it. Oh, they will get whatever you give them. So our job is to put the pedal to the metal and teach them, hey, come on, this is what we want you to know. This is who you are. You can do more and more and more and more and more and seek God first, seek his kingdom first and get out there. We don't have to back up and say they can't do that. No, if you back up, they back up. So if your kids are restricted, it's because you restricted them. Give them the freedom to go out and do what God wants them to do. Give them the opportunity to do that. And man, they will do amazing things. This is so, so good. Mm. All right, one last scripture. Proverbs 22.6. Proverbs 22.6. I'm a man of my word. Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Come on. 
That's our job. Our job is to pour our kids and turn our kids to him, raise them up in that way and watch what happens. And guess what? Sometimes it doesn't happen right off the bat. But can I tell you when things happen in life and when, and when worldly things happen, guess what? They know where to fall back on. There's a foundation. There's a solid foundation that you built, that, that this family built, that these kids, when they get out in the world, look, everybody, look, sometimes your kids go to college. That's like, or they go in the military or they go anywhere. And guess what? When they're not under your roof, you're like, oh. But at that point, we get to lean on our faith. We get to trust the Lord. And we've got to believe in what the Bible says, that if I raise them that way, then it's in there. The seed's in there and it's okay. We're going to believe and we're going to trust and we're going to let the Lord do what the Lord wants to do in their life. And guess what? They're going to grow in their own way. They're going to have their own testimony. They're going to have their own story. But we can't lose faith in doing what God wants us to do and what he wants them to do, right? And they can't lose faith in it. And the fact that you poured it into them, they won't. It will be there. And we just have to trust and believe it'll be there. Amen? Amen. You guys get something out of today? Today, good day. Come on. Ah, oh, man. So um, let's have everybody stand up. I want to close out. Um, Weston, you going to come play something? I love these teens, man. You don't need to do anything. All these teens want to sit down now. I don't understand. Look, next, look, next week's going to be good too. We have, hopefully we still have them coming in, but we have uh, Peter and Amanda Wilcox and their family and their church family coming in to lead us next week. It's going to be awesome. Um, Pray for Peter. He fell off a scaffolding really high and busted his wrist up, so his hand's pretty swollen. And uh, he's good. He's just in some pain, so we're working through that. And I told him he has till Wednesday to play the keys. So we're going we're gonna to pray that he can play the keys by Wednesday, and if not, we're going to bump him out another week or so. But uh, right now, uh, hopefully he'll be healed up enough to be in here and, and pour into the family next week. But, man... Look, I, it's just a good day. And I love to celebrate these kids. I love to celebrate this generation. I love to see what God's doing in them and through them. And I love to see this family support that because that's who we are. It's a vision. It's what God gave us, right? He gave us a vision for this family to see this generation, man, change the world. And it starts with us. So we've got to back that. We've got to do what God's told us to do. And we're gonna walk in that. We're gonna do that. We're gonna live that. We're gonna love that. Man, so I'm just thankful. So I just want to pray. Um, mm. So Father, we love you, Lord, and I thank you. I thank you for this family. I thank you that we could just celebrate you, worship you, and praise you this morning, Father. We just, we love you so much. I'm so thankful for these students. I'm so thankful for these leaders. I'm so thankful for our children, Lord. I'm just so thankful for what you're doing in this house, Father. Father, I ask that every word that Robert spoke, Lord, that, that, that it doesn't just fall on deaf ears, Lord. It doesn't fall to the ground, Father. I, I pray that it seeks into the heart. It, it finds its way. It's a seed, Lord, that he planted a seed that will change somebody's life. So, Father, we just ask you to touch that seed that Robert spoke. Touch that young man. Bless him right now, Father, for what he's done, for being obedient. Thank you, Father, that a young man who didn't want to do it at first <laughs> walked in obedience, Lord. Mm, we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that. And Father, we just, man, once again, I thank you for this family and for what you're doing in this house. Father, right now, I just ask you to touch the hearts in here. We just pray freedom in this house. 
We pray anybody here that's, that's dealing with something right now, you don't have to take that home. You can leave that here. We're going to have a prayer team. Members available here right after service. We'll have them here over at the crosses. So, so Father, you know those people. Prick them right now. Let them know they're loved. This is a, they're not going to be judged. This is something we want to love them through. So, Father, whatever that is, Father, I just believe we can help them. We can pray for them. We can love on them, Father. We'll let your kingdom love, your love work through us and go into them, Father, and let them be healed and whole. Father, let them walk out of here so much better than they walked in. But, Father, we just pray you change the hearts and change our minds, Father. That's what repentance is, is, is changing the way you think. So change the way we think about ourselves. Change the way we think about you. Change the way we think about this city, our schools, our work. Father, just use everybody in here in a mighty, mighty way, Father. We just love you, Lord. Father, we love you so much, and we're so thankful that we get to do this. We're so thankful that you just, ah, man, you just keep doing what you want to do. So, Father, we surrender to you. We surrender to you. Have your way in this house and in all our homes. Father, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. One more round of applause for our students, everybody that served, everybody in production, everybody, you know, in the back, everybody outside, all these kids doing what God's called them to do. So if you see them, man, love on them. We love you guys. We thank you. Be blessed. We'll see you again next week. Uh, Look forward to seeing everybody.